Welcome to the Two Guys Talking Podcast. Join us for fascinating conversations about life, business, and the stories that make our very interesting people tick. Explore the meaning of success, delve into the journeys of our VIPs in their careers, and discover what inspires them. Two Guys Talking is hosted by Megan Hayes-Reed and Bill Davis and is available on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell, like, and join our community celebrating authenticity and the pursuit of knowledge. Now, I would like to introduce my amazing co-host, Megan. Hi, everybody. Um, it's so great to be here. We um, are introducing our new guest for today. His name is Benny Smile Chopra, and he is the author of Positivity Brings Profitability, which I have just finished reading, and it's an amazing book. It's had a huge impact on my life already, and I just can't wait for um, to talk about it and for you guys to read it. Um, Vinny came to this country with only $7 in his pocket and um, has created his own American dream. And I can't wait to talk to him about it. So, Bill, would you like to introduce Vinny? Yeah, so Vinny and I have known each other kind of in passing for about 10 or 15 years, but we just started working together within the last few. Um, and Vinny, I will say, is the most positive and energetic person I have ever met. And if Vinny wants to, he can share his age because you won't believe it. Um, how old are you, Vinny, if you don't mind my asking? I'll be 71 this month, late yeah. part of this month. This is, the, this, is, this is the calmest you will ever see him, right, right here. Because <laughs> um, he has to sit down. His, his, his nickname is perfect. He's always smiling. <laughs> Um, he, you know, his, his story, his origin story is amazing. So tell us a little bit, Vinny, about your start. Um, you know, when you, why you came to America and when you came to America and kind of what transpired after that. Cause I know you had some, like, you didn't get into real estate right away. Um, you did some other so things true. and those are the interesting so things to me, cause this is a great story. Uh. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Megan. I'm so privileged to be here on your show. And it's exciting. It's a beautiful day outside here, outside Cal you know, San Francisco in the Bay Area. Uh, I came from India many, many years back, 46 years back, actually, 46 or so. I'm an engineer from there. I grew up with the siblings, six siblings and parents, eight people in a one bedroom apartment. And that was 282 square feet, actually. I oh drew it up and kind of calculated it, you know, and eight of us in one bedroom. And my, you know, we were happy. I mean, I have no qualms about my upbringing or anything. We were very focused family. Of course, my dad was quite disciplined, which I loved it. After dinner, we would do actually a schooling every night. So my dad really believed in education. So all the siblings had to study after dinner for about an hour, hour and a half and get to know what teacher is going to teach next day and things like that. Right from elementary school onward, I can think of. We didn't have a television. We didn't have a refrigerator. We didn't have telephone. We had no automobiles or whatever, just walking, you know, and no. uh, public transportation. You know, and I would walk to the school. My elementary school was in a tent, actually. I remember that. And we will sit on the floor, on the ground, yeah. you know, on the canvas kind of thing. Anyway, I mean, it will rain. The water will come into the tent and we'll go home <laughs> because, you know, there's no way <laughs> to study. <laughs> that was the best time. I remember <laughs> my mom used to give me like five, three rupees actually before. It's like one dollar is equal to. 86 rupees now but back then it was like seven dollars to one dollar was seven rupees so i would get three rupees way back when right when i was growing up and i would for the month for the month to spend and i would drink a bottle of coke every month i remember and a small piece of uh pound cake i loved pound cake i still love it you know <laughs> And just once a month, once a month, I'll just go there. And Ram Karan was the guy's name. I still remember that, you know, and those things stay very, very fresh in your mind. So those kind of humble beginnings. But then I always wanted to be an engineer. I'll break the toys, look inside, 
how the mechanism works. So I did. I got distinction, actually. I was a very studious boy. I got fully paid scholarship uh, by the government for merit scholarship, five years. So they paid for my tuition all five years and gave me some stipend. It used to be like a pocket money from from the government. And I did that. And I worked for Larson Tubro, which was a very big corporation in India, in Bombay. And uh, which is Reliance Group now, number one oh, company wow. in you in India now, and a very big corporation. So I did heavy fabrication master planning for heat exchangers. I still remember those days. I loved it. And then I resigned from there to go to USA, come to USA with $7 in my pocket. And I talk in my book also, very indelible impression. I still can live it sitting in a helicopter with this pilot because I came to LaGuardia Airport and my airline was on strike going from New York to Washington, D.C., where my uncle lived in Rockville, Maryland. Actually, I grew up there. I, I stayed there two and a half years with my uncle and aunt, uh, Carol Ant, very beautiful lady. She passed away, but she was like my mom. I was a very young boy at that time. And then this airline, I kept on telling them, I got to get to the airport. I have no telephone. I have nowhere to call them. And they are waiting for me, blah, blah. And I was a very persuasive guy. Yeah. And they said, oh, okay, we have a flight going out of, I think, New York, New York, New York, New, York, uh, New Jersey airport. And we'll put you in this helicopter. Here, this guy just came from India and it was six o'clock in the evening or so, lights after lights. I'm looking around and the bridges of New York, you know, it was amazing. It sounds magical. So that's how I entered this country. That's amazing. <laughs> so that's how I entered. That's an amazing story. And I have a follow-up question really quick. How many Cokes and hmm. pound cakes do you have now? How often? <laughs> Zero, 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 zero. At this young, at this young age of seventy-one, <laughs> I cannot afford to have too many pound cakes. Maybe once in a while, once in a while, and we don't have Coke at all in no our coke. cupboard in my bar. You know, we have Lacroix. <laughs> okay, Lacroix. There you go. <laughs> so, so, so you got to to Maryland, and you went to school. And this was for your master's MBA? Master's in business administration in marketing. Bill, I always thought engineer and finance and marketing, right? If I could do something, I can make a good living in USA. So yeah. I just wanted to complement my engineering degree with marketing degree. And that's what I did. But I became a salesperson instead. My life changed. Yes, as it often <laughs> because I does. started selling books. L uh, yeah, listen to does. this, Megan. This is this is great. What what did you start doing? I know. You I know, read this. I'm I so excited. Did you? Did I know. I know. I know what he's gonna say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't believe it. I just don't know how life takes turns, right? Right. I was so excited all my life to become an engineer, but then. About April, I think, of 1976, I asked a friend of mine, uh, R.K. Agarwal, I still remember his name, and he, I said, what are you doing for summer? He says, well, I sold encyclopedias last summer, and I made some money. Would you like to come along with me? I told my uncle that. He said, what? An engineer? Selling books, encyclopedias. He never knew it was Bibles, by the way, also. So I took upon that. And here I am outside Austell, Georgia, and Mableton and Douglasville near Atlanta, selling books within a month's time. And this company still is very good, very, very big. And they started selling Bible books to Confederate soldiers in 1855. Wow. And it's still going on, that company in Tennessee. It's amazing. And that's what I did. I would work 13 hours a day. 13 times 6 is 78. Actually, 80 hours. I have certificates in my office. Three years. I did three summers of 80, 80, 80. You know, so I, I would work 80 hours a week. I never had a car first year. 
I bought for $700 my first car after I sold books, you know, um, Blue Maverick, actually. I still remember that, <laughs> two-door, two-door. But, but the thing was, it was like they would drop me in the neighborhood in the morning, 7 o'clock, don't come back, another car, my friend will come pick me up at 9.30 at nighttime. So you have to walk <laughs> all day long. And these books were heavy. Yeah. I still remember Encyclopedias. That. There was this big box. Yeah. <laughs> Encyclopedias. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was crazy. But you I learned a crazy. lot and you were crazy. successful. And and there's a lot to be said about, about whatever job you're doing, do your best at it, you know? So true. So true. So true. Exactly. You know, I mean. I just, you know, I remember this company giving me seven books. I think I talked about seven books. Uh, Greatest Salesman in the World, Charlie Tremendous Jones, Life is Tremendous, Dale Carnegie's book, uh, How to Win uh, Friends and Influence People, uh, Magic of Thinking Big, David J. Schwartz. I still have yeah. that. Those books were amazing. Oh, Think and Grow Rich. I read that Napoleon Hill book. Uh, 1976, I read that. And then lots of other books, right? Uh, the Greatest Salesman in the World was a very big one by Og Mandino. I remember that with scrolls and everything. But you know what? What really, I think life gives you opportunities. And you got to open the door to those opportunities. I really believe that. And you got to make the best of the best of the best. Because there was no turning back. I knew I cannot go back to India. I knew I don't want to go back. Mm -hmm. The second thing was I don't want to be burdened on my uncle. So yeah. I had to do what I had to do. And once you have that drive in life, you will never fail. You will never fail. I know that because there is always a way to succeed. There are different ways. And I just found my happiness in that. And then I was smiling a lot, if I remember correctly. Because yeah. six days you work, seventh day you wash your laundry, I remember that, mm -hmm. and then you go to a sales meeting two hours away so that all the consultants, all the salespeople get together every week to get reignited. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing <laughs> how this whole thing works, you know. It's like a cult. <laughs> It, right. it kind of is, right. but cults are successful sometimes. It is. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. No, we had students from Stanford. We had students from MIT. I mean, that's what this company did. It worked with college students only. Nobody else can work in this program. Only in the summer months to sell encyclopedias, cookbooks, Naves Topical Bible, Home Religious Bible. So these were, you know, Bible books and all that. But the beauty is, are you ready? Oh my gosh, I want to take you yeah. now seven years back, let's say. I bought $33 million worth of real estate in the same neighborhood where I sold books in 76. <laughs> what? Where I was wearing shorts and I was going around day, uh, you know, all day long. Mableton, Austell, in those eight years, I bought apartment complexes two, 367 units was one and 191 uh, units was another one wow. yeah i bought and i bought for like 10 uh, 33 million whatever and i sold them in three years also wow. you know and made of course my investors and all and that's just i would be smiling too anecdote there <laughs> <laughs> But what a great was, success. I wanted to mention that. Uh, thank you. But you know, the biggest thing was they took my middle name out. I mean, I go to this uh, sales meetings, right? Every week. After third week or so, when they gave me the trophy, because I was doing all right, and they took my middle name out, Kumar, and they put smile in, in uh, parentheses, <laughs> Vinny Smile Chopra. I looked at that and I said, what? What is this with it? They said, Vinny, you smile too much. So we just wanted to put your smile inside. 
I've kept that smile for 46 years, literally. <laughs> my, my, my signatures, my everything, and I really believe putting my smile, smiling picture in my digital signature all the time so that, you know, people can associate with it and so on. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to interject here and say that, that I talk to my kids about this all the time. <laughs> and it's yeah. people think that people smile because they're happy. And that's true. But I also yeah. think that if you want to be happy, you have to smile. Mm-hmm. So smile so first, so happiness comes second. Yes, you can trick yourself. Yes. That's what I tell yes. them. Yeah, it, it, it is a so little mind true. hack, but you got to do it. And, and yeah. if you're not feeling good, yeah. just force yourself to smile. Go to the mirror, smile at yourself. Yeah. Start there because yeah. you're not going to be embarrassed by yourself. Go, go, go no. to the bathroom, no. look in the mirror, smile at yourself. And then it becomes you know, infectious. Can, and then when you smile at other people, they they have to smile back. Absolutely. It's just natural. I'm so So you make the world I'm happier. I'm so glad. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, can I say something? A lot of us get up in the morning. I'm talking to few of you know who you are. You know, when you get up in the morning and you look and you're brushing your teeth and you're not really excited about the morning, I just say, <laughs> slap yourself. Okay. Slap yourself and wake up. Because because every day is a new day of our life. It's a birthday. See, birthday should not come every year. Every day. Birthday is every morning. Yeah. Every day. That's beautiful. And it's the gift that God has given us. It's the gift that God gives us every day to be better than yesterday. Not to worry about yesterday. Because I just say that, you know, even 30 seconds back when I spoke, Nobody can change that, right? Our circumstances cannot be changed at all, even two seconds back. So why to worry about the past? Just learn from it. Don't put yourself down whether you accomplished anything or you didn't. Mm -hmm. Even if we sloughed off, so what? We always should have fun. It's not that we need to be always working, 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 working. What's past is past, it's ashes. And what do we do with the ashes? If you pick up ashes, it will turn your hands black, if they're black ashes. And if you smother on your face, now that's what a lot of people do in life. Mm-hmm. They look at the back, the, the ashes, the past, and they just play in it. And you know, metaphorically, mm-hmm. the more you play in the past, the dirtier you become. I mean, it's just that, you know, uh, you cannot really get yourself a clean face unless you wash away again. Right. Yeah. And now you're ready to take the present and the future. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. That's I love that analogy. Yeah. And ashes, you know what ashes are good for? Uh, They're good for planting in your garden. So maybe we should look at it that way too. Yes. Yes. Totally, yeah, totally, yeah. totally, nur- totally. Somebody told me. I, they're, they're, I have, they're a way I to bury the past and move forward. Yes, I love that. That's right, exactly. I love that, Bill. You're so right about it. We should. We definitely should. Everybody listening and watching us, if you could just work on that, not to worry about the past because you can't change it. Nobody, nobody in their superpower can even change the past but we can change the present and the future will be i would love to talk one more thing i'm not inside my office today i'm just outside here very nicely but the thing is our glass Mm -hmm. if i were have our glass i could have brought it actually and demonstrated it the the sand on the top of the our glass is the future then there is that little and you know the contraction right where the sand goes under down below so up is the future and then the contraction where it's right in the middle the nozzle is the present Mm -hmm. and as the sand the future time goes through the present it becomes the past at the bottom so the sand goes from the top through the nozzle into the bottom bottom one we cannot worry about yeah and we should not worry about the future either Mm a lot of us spend so much time worrying about the negative things of the future 
what if this doesn't happen? What if it won't happen? 97% of the thoughts we have in our mind, negative thoughts never happen. Yeah. 97%. Some say 87, some say 97. It's ridiculous not to worry about the future, but worry about the present right now. Live in the moment, I call it, yes. right? Live in the moment because every moment we live right now makes the best moment future. Future is going through the present, going into the past. So let's live right there. Power of Now, Acker Tolle's book, mm -hmm. made a big impression on my life, right? And then Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I love those two books because the thing is, if you set up your mind right in the morning, mm -hmm. your whole day is going to be a fantastic day. No matter what the day goes, mm -hmm. how it goes, don't worry about it. When you sleep at nighttime, just say, I did the best. But, you know, be, be, be factual. I think that's the big thing. A lot of us sometimes don't really live up to our commitment, our commitment to the living, leading the best life ever. And I think that's what we all need to be, you know, and I'm sure most of the people do. I'm just saying that, you know, metaphorically, we got to be really hanging on and then working the best every day so that we can grow every day. I'm just, you know, I'm so excited right. about at this young age for the next 20, 30 years. I want to live to 101. Let's say if it happens, but if it does, we're going to go and celebrate like crazy. In yes, the <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, I can't so wait. Before, before we leave there, um, I want to yes. say a lot of people like to say that they plan for the future. I like to say plan for the present. And the way I yes. do that, is the night yes. before tomorrow, I write down the yeah. three things I want to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I write them down on a three by five card. I look at them and I go to sleep. Mm. And in my sleep, my subconscious solves those yes. problems. I wake up and I just do them. Wow. I love it. I love that. I habit. love it. It's so wonderful what you're saying. No, and you can't really. put 15 so things on the list. Put three. No. Or two or one but don't do, do don't overwhelm yourself, yourself because that just sets you up for failure but then do you find yourself like yeah. stress dreaming or no 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 ah, no. no i love that. no because i've done it so long that it does it doesn't stress me out anymore okay but but it's also if i only put three things on there i don't stress about mm -hmm. three things i stress about 15 yeah. When I used to work in retail, uh -huh. I'd write down like these to-do lists, the, all the stuff I got to get done tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like this page long of stuff. Then I'd go home and I'd like not sleep. And it's like, that doesn't work. If, yeah. if you put three things down, it's pretty safe to say that you're going to get those three things done. If you put 15 right. th things down and you get 14 of them done, most people look at that as I failed because I didn't do uh -huh. it. I missed one. I failed. I like to succeed. So when I get those three things done, now I have freedom. I can do whatever I want I like and I can have fun. I like that. But I also like to get the stuff done that I need to get done first thing. And they're usually the things I don't want to do. Right. So true. Eat that frog. Remember that book? Yes. Eat that, frog. I mean, that was a great book. Great book, you know, because in the morning we are so, so, I was just watching. I like to watch some big, clips of motivation even though i get motivated always but yesterday i was watching billionaires habits mm -hmm. and one of the things that this video was talking about was majority of the billionaires they get up at 4 30 5 o'clock or no no later than 5 15 or so and the biggest thing is that they eat that frog in the morning when the time is best in the morning do you do your difficult tasks you know right, right then and you're way ahead of other people if people start the day at nine you start your day at six you got three hours you know ahead of time but the biggest thing is subconscious and conscious is so important in our life because if we give suggestions auto suggestions we call it and also self-image and self-talk i really i spoke yesterday on abundance show with walter and i about impeccable words we speak within our circles and also to ourselves 
So it's so important that we give accolades to us, build ourselves up. See, because not too many people build you, but you've got to build yourself. You've got to give yourself the best self-talk to make sure that you tell yourself you are a good human being. You're doing the best you can and you are going to be successful today. Even if yesterday was not a good day, don't worry about it. Nothing can be changed. But subconsciously ingrain in your mind what your, I mean, you know, what your big dreams are or what your goals are. Because unless you have goals, we don't have purpose in life. Purpose in life is so important. Yeah. Yes. And I and I think that when you eat that frog in the morning, first thing, and you have something to be proud of yourself about and something to really get that momentum yes. going... Yes that it really does make a difference, Yes, you know? Yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree with you, Megan, 100%. Because the thing is, our, our you know, mind works in different ways. We have thousands, how many? I don't know, different books say different. We have thousands of thoughts, mm-hmm. right? And our action steps come from our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we are able to be in the meetings if our thinking is correct and we are really making a difference in the lives of people as we meet, half an hour we meet or one hour we meet, we need to be totally immersed in that situation so that we can give our best. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. And those things, again, that's why I talk about positivity because my life, my wife actually was the one who said, you know, I wrote my first book, Apartment Syndication Made Easy. She loved it. She says, oh my gosh, that was what a great book. And I got really good, you know, top uh, reviews and all. But he, she said, I've been married to you for so long. We've been married 43 years this year, 43. So she said, you know, you've been the most positive guy. you got to write a book on positivity. So that's when I started to write and I didn't like my book. She didn't like it either. <laughs> I just wrote it quickly. I said, honey, thank you. I started writing again, you know, and putting more. Then now my third try, <laughs> we're going to write it in a different title now, actually. My publisher and we talked about it and it's going to be something about a refugee coming into USA or something like that. I don't know if I'm a refugee though. Maybe we should think about it, the title. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, that's so great. And I we will I will tell you that I loved the book. I loved the book and I can't wait oh, to read the, the next version. Oh. Um, but you also oh, talk about in the book you. a lot about celebrating small and big victories and that it's more about the journey. Oh my God. And I yes. love that because, you know, yeah. a lot of the times we'll think that, oh, well, I just accomplished, I, or I only did this, or I only, you know, and mm-hmm. we downplay it. So mm-hmm. we need to really celebrate those things to motivate ourselves, I think. Is that where you were kind of getting with that? I totally agree. One thousand percent, one thousand percent. In my previous life as a motivational speaker, I would only go to my head office once a year and maybe I'll talk to my manager, my supervisor once a month. That's 12 times a year. So the exciting thing is that everybody should really feel good about whether your supervisor gives you accolades or not or acknowledges you got to give. I I got to give. And I used to really believe that I can accomplish so much of five days work in three days. Literally, if you concentrate, everybody can do it. It's just not me. It's that a lot of time if we can concentrate and really put ourselves into the work or whatever profession we are in, we can accomplish it much quicker. I always said one day can make a week. One week can make a month and one month can make a year. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how this whole thing works, mindset. So what I used to tell my wife was, you know what? It's my own business. I never had to go to an office in my life because I always had an office in my home, always, 47 years now. And the key thing is once you have office in home, 
you got to be best at what you are doing. You cannot really slough off and you can't really, you know, uh, not spend the time doing the productive activities. So you got to give yourself accolades for the job well done. Right. And that can be many ways. That is, you know, leaving. I remember Wednesdays, uh, lunch I'll have with my wife and then we'll go for shopping or do spend time. Middle week, mm-hmm. I would not work from one o'clock till whole evening and then the whole night time was with the kids and everything you know so in my business i used to make phone calls after the hours right my consultants will be after work working and then we'll be able to talk and all that but you figure out times and ways but like you're saying megan yes you got to say hey that was good Mm -hmm. you were great and you write yourself notes yeah. and give yourself accolades and give yourself prizes. Yeah, why when not? When you're making those kind of commissions. And, you are not. Yeah. I know. I'm a <laughs> I mean, shopaholic. Yeah, and, I'm, and don't, I'm, re- I'm don't rely on other people. <laughs> yeah, don't rely on other people to, no. to do that for you because you're no. never going to feel fulfilled. Not at all. No. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you got to just say, hey, well done, Vinny, or well done, Megan, you know, because that's the key thing. You got to give yourself, because remember saying that, you would be so, so surprised that subconscious and the conscious will get you to a bigger, higher level of success. Because you're feeling very, very happy about yourself within because it's the internal, internal happiness, internal satisfaction, internal job satisfaction and everything will show outside. Yes. And you'll be even more productive and more productive and more productive. So I'm going to ask you where, where, where does this come from? I know that your spirituality is really important to you. So I think that I know the answer, Yes. but, but, um, you don't Mm -hmm. directly come out and say, you know, I am this religion or that religion. You more have a spiritual connection that you, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you really use, you, you have a connection to spirit and it doesn't necessarily have to for me i don't think it necessarily has to revolve around a certain religion but as long as you have a connection with spirit and that's really important to you can you tell us about sure that? sure love to love to you know i'm a hindu mm-hmm. i'm a hindu from india and i have always grew up with the belief that you respect me that's what hinduism yes. is Hinduism is not a religion. A lot of people actually think Hinduism is a religion, but it's a way of life. Actually, Hindus have to be born in Indus, Indus Hindu in India. You cannot convert anybody to be a Hindu, by the way. I did more and more thinking and reading up and everything from the Upanishads and all. So Hindu has to be born. That's why we have no missionaries in the world to convert people into Hinduism. It's not possible. So the key thing is that I respect every religion and Buddhism and Hinduism, Mm -hmm. they both came from ancient India. Yes. So lots of philosophies of Buddhism are very similar to Hinduism. Yes, which is I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, because yeah, because because sorry, I'm interrupting. But reading your book, I was no, like, no, there was so please, there was so please. many things where I was like, oh, this reminds me of you know a Buddhist philosophy that I've read about or whatever. And you talk about you know traveling the middle mm-hmm, path, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's a Buddhist philosophy yes. as well. And so I love that overlapping, yes. and you know, in in a lot of um, successful people. Um, do study both of those. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, the big thing is karma, K-A-R-M-A, karma. What we are doing, how can we bring the delightness and, you know, live the life to the fullest. The other thing was, like, I do believe in Hanumanji, which is, I was a very thin boy, very, very thin boy. So I said, which, who is the God? in Indian culture, right, in Hinduism, who has power. Mm -hmm. And Hanumanji, you know, took on his hand the whole mountain and he would fly, right? So I, as a little boy, 
I remember I said, you know what? I think that God can make me strength, give me more strength and make me chubbier, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Right. And Lord, Lord Rama and then Krishna, right? Those three and Mata also. There are lots of deities, right? Mm-hmm. Lot of gods in our culture. I just stuck with four or five gods. And that's how, like, still I recite Hanuman Chalisa, which is like a, uh, like a poem on the Lord, uh, uh, you know, Hanuman, which is very well spoken in our culture at the temples and all. And I recite that in the morning, every morning, just to kind of align myself. The biggest thing is Hinduism per se is very similar to Christianity mm-hmm. and other Islam and other religions to live your best life ever and not yes. to harm others like Buddhism. You know, they talk mm-hmm. about not, you know, uh, hurting anybody. Very yes, similar no to also Hinduism, you know, yeah, cause no harm, speak the truth, uh, you know, have the integrity, have the best life, you know, inte- making sure that you're making everybody around you, uh, you know, uh, what's the word, give your best and make sure that they're mm-hmm. really being, uh, you know, uh, what's that word? Inspired? I, I mean, the big thing I'm saying is leads, inspired, inspire them. And then also be honest in all your dealings and all those kind of things. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think that's so important. And I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> I read this book. I read oh, this book. No, thank, um, you. thank you. I, I read this book. It was called How God Forms Leaders. And it's a theology book. And it's just oh. about how you're prepared for your whole life, like through every, every interaction and everything that you have to be the leader that you are today. And I believe that that's true. And you talk about that in your book as well, how you have been kind of prepared in all of in your journey, um, you know, for yes. where you are today. Yes. And and you don't have a W-2 job anymore. When was the last time you had a W-2 job, as you call it? (laughs) You know, actually, uh, uh, 2015 is when I retired from the company. Actually, a lot of people don't know that, that I sold three summer's books and I worked with the same company, parent company, 37 years. So Mm. 40 years of my whole life, I stayed with the same corporation. We were two companies when I joined them and they, they were 20, no, 17 companies when I left them. So wow. within the corporation, we kept on building more companies and one of the company we sold for 441 million, wow. an insurance company, which was developed with zero from zero to 441 million, I think. And so it became very big powerhouse. You know, it was a good experience for me and company and a lot of things I learned and so on. So I retired from that company in 2015 and I started my real estate business in 2006, seven, kind of like that as a side hustle, mm-hmm. I should say, because that's true. I had a conflict clause, you know, but I would only spend time in the evenings in my real estate business and so on. Mm -hmm. And I was, I think the president, but the CEO was another person. I just could not do that, you know, top uh, uh, ranking, but I was involved in it on the side hustle, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then I opened my new company in 2014, November. So it's been just about seven years. What? Yeah, 23, right? So about uh, seven, eight years old. Yeah, wow. a new company. That's now, so what's great. That, what's that company called, Vinny? <laughs> oh, that's Monil Investment Group. Monica and Neil, our two children, we we're very, very proud of them. So that's what the name put together, Monica and Neil. We combined the two to be, build our brand, which is Monil, M-O-N-E-I-L. Monil Investment Group, Monil Management Group, Monil Senior Living, Monil Hospitality, all the brands, you know, and my academy, which is uh, Monil Academy or Syndication Academy, all that, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot going on. (laughs) So many things. So uh, so I wanted to share uh, uh, an episode of my life that I shared with Vinny a couple weeks ago when I was in California. 
Um, yeah. I, Just so good to have you. Yeah, Bill. It was great. I, I, I had never. Family. Yeah. I think we had kind of met in passing, but we had never spent any time together. And I, I yeah. we went to California, me and my family. And I said, yeah. hey, Vinny, uh, can, can I, can I, can we meet? you know, for an hour or two or whatever. And he said, Oh, just come over to my house. And he gave me directions and I drove, you know, out to Danville. Um, and we went on a walk and I think it's, what is it? Three and a half miles or something. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was hot as hell. It was like 90 degrees already. <laughs> it was in the mo- early in the morning. I think I got there at eight, maybe seven. seven yeah. Or eight. Yeah. Seven, um, seven, I think. Yeah. And, uh, we just walked around and he's on the phone He's talking to me. He's talking to seven or eight different people at the same time. We we go back to his house, sit in his backyard and, and get to work. And he's like on these calls and he knows all the facts and figures about all of his properties. And he's not even looking at a sheet of paper. He's just, he, they're just here. And it was amazing. And I, and I really enjoyed that. Um, the guy's a powerhouse and he practices what he preaches. He, you know, he, he doesn't eat crap, crappy food. Um, like the sodas and the pound cake and stuff. He, he goes on these walks and it's, you know, there's some rolling hills there. So they're, they're a little tough, especially in the heat. Um, but it, it, it was a good experience and I'm, I'm glad I got to spend that time with you. And I, I, I wound up spending, I don't know, five or six hours at his house. Um, and just to circle back, I would have read his book. Except that I forgot it at his house. He, signed, he gave me two signed copies of both of his books, and I forgot them at his house. Um, they're here so in my office, and they're waiting. December, you're coming. Remember, that's right. you mentioned that's right. you would be coming, and love to yep. have your family come. Really, it'll yep. be fun. Awesome. We'll sit down, have lunch together, or dinner, whatever. Yeah, oh, no, that's let's so do great. it. It's going to be Very fantastic. Cool. And Megan, yeah. you're invited too. I know. I, know I was you, just going to say Danville, California. Yeah. yeah. So I have family that grew up in Danville, yeah. California. And, um, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yes. And we're looking okay. at a property pretty close, kind of close to there in Weaverville, California. So we're looking at a property kind of in that oh, right. northern area. Yeah. In the Napa Valley? No, Napa it's, Valley? Co- it's, oh, co- it's yeah. higher. It's higher. Oh, it's higher. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I see. Yeah, it's okay. it's right above oh. like where the redwoods kind of end. Okay, redwoods. Um, oh, beautiful country there. Yeah. Beautiful yes, country. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's no. in an old gold oh, mining that'd town. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. So, um, uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. So you talk a lot about um, things will happen, and it's how you react to them that matters. Um, yes. Yes. How, how do you put this into practice? Like when you're having, you know, a bad day, a bad phone call, something goes wrong. Like how, how do you put that into practice? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so glad you're asking me that question. See, everybody, life is not a straight line. I say that Mm -hmm. life is not a straight road at all. It's got bumps, it's got turns, it's got all kind of things. It's how you react to the situation is so important. Mm-hmm. So my philosophy has been, whether it's good thing or bad thing, yeah. it's in my lap, in my palm. Yeah, I got to deal with it. If it's a good thing, don't get overly excited. Mm-hmm. If it's a bad thing, don't get utterly depressed. Okay. So those are, that's my something I write and I talk about it. Yeah. Don't get overly excited with the happiness in your life. The best things that are happen, just be okay and enjoy the moment. But when the bad things happen, don't get utterly depressed. The other thing is you say to the God, God, you gave me the situation. Mm-hmm. Because you feel I can grow out of it. You want me to get better at. And then you hit the situation, take it on the chin. So love to tell you what I think. Mm -hmm. Any bad situation, if we go and start thinking why it happened to me, how it happened to me, 
God, why, and you know, whoever brought it mm-hmm. to your life, you're going to go spiral down yes. even further down, further down, further down, getting depressed. Mm-hmm. Victim, mm-hmm. victim is the word. You know, stress, victim, losing sleep, everything. Instead, you take a different attitude. You said, you know what? This is in my lap. How can I get out of it? Right. And and looking and at many it. many times too, when. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was going to say, no, like, holding it. Say, sorry. <laughs> we're give it a each moment. <laughs> no, give, give, give it a moment. Give it a moment. Just when it came to you, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it again. And you look at it again a couple of times. You say, it's happened. Yeah. How bad the situation could be. If it's death then we have to take care of it <laughs> or something. Or if it's like, you know, uh, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that, right? That's also very big calamity, yeah. right? But if somebody's losing their life, that's third one maybe, right? Oh, that's the same thing. But other than that, anything that comes in our palm can be solved. Yes, That's how I look at it, you know? Yeah. So, we need to concentrate on finding the solutions, mm-hmm. not blaming other people. See, that's the other part is when something happens, somebody inflicted it into our life, we start blaming people. Mm-hmm. Say, why? Why that person didn't do good or this? or I shouldn't have done that. Okay, I shouldn't have. You can change it. Yeah. But now it's there. Let's solve it. Yeah. Please go ahead. No, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. But like, uh-huh. yeah, I, I, I agree, and I love that. And I think that you know, you were talking about holding, holding the things in your hand, and besides those things that you said, you know, death, um, going to jail, you know, nothing else. All of our situations and how we view them, there's nothing really that's good or bad. You know, the things just are. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and yes. so once yes. you view it as these things just are, and it's not good or bad, you know, it prevents you from going into that super yeah. high, super low, blaming, victimizing, you know. Surely, surely. Yeah. Totally. Um, so true. So and true. To separate if from you your, don't del- delve in those. So true. So true. Negative thoughts. I mean, we need to bring at that point positive thoughts of solving that situation how can we concentrate in looking at the solutions rather than the challenges rather than the effects which could be as detrimental as anything Mm -hmm. you know but if we can find solutions that's what i believe in I say, okay, what can I do about it? And your solutions won't come right away, yeah. not at all. But the thing is, you've got to start writing it down or thinking through your mind, what's the next thing and who is affected by it? That's how I look at it. As a CEO of many, many companies, I feel like, okay, who is getting the hurt from this situation? You know, investors, my investors, my teams of people might, you know, in the different uh, organizations and, uh, you know, my, my relationships with the brokers or, so you've got to just see who is getting hurt and how could we work around it mm-hmm. so that they don't get the, uh, you know, hurt or uh, losing or whatever yeah. it is. Right? Yeah, you know? absolutely. So solving, yeah, solving, solving of the solution. Uh, I mean, towards that, and it cannot be overnight either. That's how I feel. But we could start incrementally and then solve that situation, whichever, you know, came in our lap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and solving, actually solving yeah. the problems. And you talk about taking massive action. And that is like one of my favorite lines yes. that I've ever read in a book was, uh, yeah, take massive uh, action. And I felt so comforted by that because I tend to take massive actions. And sometimes it goes wrong yes. and sometimes it goes right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like reading that and hearing <laughs> And hearing that that is uh, advisable, I was like, yes, that is, that is amazing. I loved it. And you also talked no, about totally, there's doers totally. and watchers. And, and to be oh, a doer. Wow. Yes. Yeah. 
for sure megan what you're saying is so right be a doer don't live life as a spectator i call it get in the game you know who could play basketball are the people who hold the ball mm-hmm. and try to get to and score who can play baseball you got to be there mm-hmm. you know and be having a ball a bat or you know or bowling get involved in life i say that as a spectator you know and many times i'm a spectator sure 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 why not because you want to look at other people how they are doing Learn. too yeah. but you got to be in the life to make action now massive action i believe in that move the needle is my another term i say move the needle right now move the needle because if the needle stays where it is yeah. and it's going to stay right there until you move the needle and massive action what i mean by that is don't take small actions there is a book called 10x is better than 2x okay i love that book i'm writing uh, this down uh, gap gap and the gain yeah gap and the gain is a beautiful book again and of course eckhart tolle's book i mentioned about you know power of now and one. miracle morning hell all right and magic of thinking big by wj schwartz and i hope everybody reads that and also think and grow rich by napoleon hills those are really nice books but the big thing is gap and the gain and 10x is better than 2x what that is teaching me i just picked up that book 6 months back or whatever it came before but what it's talking about is massive action with the most productive see you could actually in the business you could actually increase the people who are bringing lot more business to you mm-hmm. and you build those people up and you look for more clients who can move the needle or give you more business mm-hmm. and concentrate on those heavy hitters mm-hmm. and what i find in my life which is so true isn't it bill you know i mean even my business has grown in syndication when i concentrated on rich people because rich people are able to give me more money and more money now from 100000 to 250 to 500 to a million to 5 million one person giving 5 million you know in my deals syndication deals i would much rather spend time there than with 50000 just metaphorically right so mindset of that 10x is so huge yeah what they say in that book you, is it's is it's mm-hmm, easier to get please. one at 500000 than 10 at 50000 and yeah, they they exactly. spend a lot of time talking about the pareto principle yeah. you know eight, the 80 yeah, rule okay and 80, basically oh yeah you, you, I, 80% of the stuff you do only gives you about 20% of the results, right? So yes. Kind of either yes. toss that aside and work on the 20% or give that 80% to like a team a team member or a, an assistant or whatever who can who can do that yes. part yes. of the business and you work on the 20%. And they talk about you don't have to do 10 times the work to get 10x. You only need to do 10 to 20% better and unique. Yes. To get yes. 10 times better. Mm-hmm. It's a really so good tool. I loved it. I loved it. Really truly. Boy, I'm looking at my picture over here. It looks like I'm fading away. You are fading away. Here. You're getting bleached. Uh, it's be- it's it's because you live in you live in the hottest place on the planet. <laughs> and he's wearing a sweatshirt. He's native to California. Now. I know. I know. I know. In the morning it was. Oh, in the morning it was quite a bit cold. Now it's really nice. There's no sun today. It's amazing, and I think my this 4K webcam is dis- making me disappear here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been. Well, that's so probably much a good segue into. So taking off because we're at the top of the hour. I know. Um, oh my goodness. I have like three um, I have like three more pages of notes, but I just want to ask you about one more thing. Oh, you do. Just one more Let's thing. Do it again. Well, yes. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's it. do it again. I, I you talk it. about your true north. Yeah, I would love to. Your true north and following mm-hmm, and following mm-hmm. that. And that's that's really important to you. I think it's even a full chapter and I I just think that that's so important because if we know our why then yes. 
we are going to have an easier time with the rest of it. So having a true north and always pointing in that direction, I think is hugely important and something I just needed to read again. Yeah. It is, it is, you know, Megan, I really believe in that because the thing is when I think I mentioned about it, when the airplane takes off from New York to go to Los Angeles, it never is going in one direction only, just like our life is. The airplane goes sideways, it goes left, right, and always, but it's pointing towards Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. That's how our life is also metaphorically pointing towards the best life ever. Yes. And you we might will go never this live way that every way. day like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay because exactly. there are no it's straight rivers. It's okay. Yeah. No, there are no straight. So true. So be, you know, knowing knowledge of that is so important. But then you got to always try to bring your life back towards what you want to become one day. Mm-hmm. You're in the process of becoming today, I call it. You know, you got to always be thinking. I, My very good mentor, Spencer Hayes, I really respect him a lot. Billionaire, he passed away at 80. But the key thing Spencer really taught all his organizations, he started as a junior in, in college, I think, with this, this company, the book sales company. Mm-hmm. And then he became executive director of that company and opened up a lot more businesses. Can you believe that? And he died as a billionaire. So right from that book selling business, he became a billionaire, look at that. But the key thing was, he said, what you want to become one day, you're in the process of becoming today. Yes. So he was talking about the true north at that time. That what you want to become, you are always tending towards but you've got to work on a daily basis and weekly basis and monthly and yearly to go towards that true north. And I learned it from Stephen Covey. Actually, it's not my thing. He writes the book, Eighth Habit, mm-hmm. and he talks about that true north over there. Yeah. So I kind of caught on. In the books I read or uh, podcasts I listen to, I look for three things. Bill, just like you said, three things, brother. Mm-hmm. I say, I don't want to read the whole book. I want three things, what I need to implement in my life. Okay, yeah. Then the book is there. Book is there. But when I open book, always I open up in the middle. I open up anywhere. I don't go start reading it from the front at all. (laughs) You know, and it's just amazing. I always try to capture three things that can make me better. Yeah, that's great. I do the same thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been such an honor. Thank you, Vinny, so much. It's been so great meeting you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure. And, you know, I'm I'm available. You know, we should really. I would love to do this uh, again. The more joy, let's do it. Sure. And the key thing is, you know, we could really spread the best of the best other people can really capture. Because if even one person can change their life by watching this or listening to us, we have accomplished, you know. That's right. For sure. That's right. Yeah. All right, Vinny. I, I thank you so much. Um, it's it's oh, always a pleasure so to work welcome. with you. Um, oh, we'll have you on again. You. Um, sure. We'll produce this sure. as soon as we can and get it out there, and I'll give you the links and everything. Um, totally. And I can't wait for your thank next you I can't wait for your next book. And you should read. And you should read oh, the audio book next time. You have a great voice. Oh, read the, oh myself. Yes. Oh, I do. Oh my yes. God. I, I, just, I just on, on a on a on a personal note. On a personal note, I love it when the <laughs> I, author I, I reads li- it. Yeah. I, I really? was going to say that, ah. I, and I, and I don't like it when the author doesn't read it. When somebody else is oh reading it, God. it's like it's not. It's not can authentic. I, can it's... I do something with the artificial intelligence? Maybe I look into that. <laughs> Maybe I can speak and the AI can capture my accent and then it can read the book. I will do some research on that. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's All great. Right. Thanks, Vinny. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank it was you. so great God meeting you. God bless you both.
Thank you for thank you for having me on your show. God bless everybody, and let's right. make this a better place. Let's. This yep. world is Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Thank, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.